Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. On Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, the 11th of April. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Harley Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, junior doctors begin a four day strike today with 350,000 appointments set to be cancelled and millions of pacing, pa- patients sorry, facing a month of disruption. Meanwhile, petrol bombs have been thrown at police by dissident Republicans in Northern Ireland as US President Joe, uh, Joe Biden flies in today to mock the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. And Labour say they will continue their controversial attack ads on Rishi Sunak after claiming the Prime Minister doesn't think child sex abuse should go to prison. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. Back after me Easter break. I don't know if you're back at work or if you are still enjoying maybe some of the school holes, maybe taking the week off. Uh, we had some very, very nice weather over the weekend as we're discussing with James Max. Um, on and off for the rest of this week for much of the country, but I hope you're still enjoying a break. If you're back at work, welcome back. Yes, it's all back to the grindstone now isn't it but there's an awful lot to talk about not back to the grindstone for one particular group of people and that is junior doctors some 47,000 of whom uh, were expected to be on strike as of well in 26 minutes time uh, there are going to be going on strike from 7am for uh, 96 hours that's four days uh, this of course coming after a long bank holiday weekend when a lot of services are limited anyway and good Friday the bank holiday weekend and on the Monday um, and of course going in uh, to the weekend next weekend we are expecting some 350,000 appointments uh, operations surgeries and others uh, being cancelled over that period and a whole month of disruption because so many other appointments being pushed back uh, some GP surgeries even uh, closing uh, uh, during this uh, time uh, to routine appointments. And we were talking about that throughout the show. And joining me for all the chat this morning is Benedict Spence, Conservative commentator. Good morning. Good morning. Are you feeling a sort of post-chocolate bleary-eyed as everyone else this morning? Absolutely. I'm worried that it's appendicitis, in which case I've got 24 <laughs> minutes to uh, go and yeah. get that checked. I, I mean, one of the papers so, uh, today... That... Uh, so just hold that thought. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to call my doctor. Maybe get in touch with the doctors now. Yes. What, I mean, what, <laughs> yeah, what would they do in that scenario? There's someone on duty. It's five to seven. Oh, mm. sorry, mate. Um, got, got, to, got to go off my shift. I mean, there is a real concern. There have actually been some warnings saying, you know, don't take part in risky activities. Mm. 
I going mean, to work, going to playing work, sport, breathing, breathing, all of these things are... Crossing you know, the road. I can give you stats that show that just about anything is related in 100% of cases to death eventually. eventually. So it's tea towels, just... apparently. No, it's, there's, there's some, mm. I remember reading some stat years ago that I mean, a huge number of people die as a result of tea towels. As, oh, good Lord. I mean, it's a long story. I'm <laughs> not one I can get into with the children we've got, listening. I was going to say but, we've um, got 24 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, but it, is, it is serious, isn't it? There, mm. we on, there's one thing... Nurses going on strike for 24 hours or 48 hours. Um, we, we've, we've seen you know, other strikes going on. We can see people not being able to get to and from work because of uh, uh, train strikes and the like, although never as impactful as they used to be. Now a lot of people work from home. Mm. But junior doctors pretty much are the doctors who you are seeing, you know, where everyone has this idea. The junior doctors are just the people who are there for the first week, the first year or whatever mm. of, of training. No, no, no. They're going to be there for something like eight years. An awful lot of the doctors you see in hospitals who are attending to you and your loved ones are technically still junior doctors, very experienced, many of them. Um, but they are going out on strike. Now, we've had a three-day strike before. Uh, this is a four-day strike. But because it become, comes between a bank holiday weekend and another weekend, we are looking at a hell of a lot of disruption. We mm. would normally see a big influx of patients on a day like today because GP surgeries have been closed for four days uh, and people come back from trips and they go, oh, actually, I think I might need, I need to go and see the doctor. So we'd expect a lot of pressure now. Um, I mean, my mother-in-law, her operation was cancelled last time round, was pushed to this time, um, hoping that's still going ahead, not going to be affected this time round. But 350,000 operations cancelled. Uh, it's a large number. It's not affecting the whole country, of course, We in terms of, you know, each individual. But we're looking at a month of disruption because the knock-on impact of yeah. this. Um, do you think popular support is going to stick with doctors? No, I don't. I think, actually, increasingly there's been a sort of a... Uh, lethargy is the wrong word, but a slightly a, a wearying, I think, of public uh, opinion towards the NHS. Not because they don't think that doctors should be well paid, actually because they don't expect services to be what they once were. We're just used to it now. Yeah, people just don't expect it anymore. So we hear about four-day doctor strikes, and I think a lot of people just go, well, I wouldn't have bothered to call my GP anyway, or my doctor's surgery anyway. I wouldn't have bothered with this uh, with this many things anyway, unless it got to an emergency state, because, especially after the pandemic... It is impossible to get appointments. It's very difficult to go and get uh, things done. I Prescriptions the other day, go missing. My mum actually called me up. Mm. She won't be awake yet, I can say this. Um, uh, but she actually called me up to say, I've got an appointment face-to-face with my doctor. She's a retired GP herself. Mm. Yeah. And she, it, was, it was worth a phone call to say, I've got a face-to-face appointment with my GP. Yeah, I mean, the last time I tried to get an appointment with a GP, I was told, you have to wait two weeks. It's, you know, it, it's but a like, bizarre I'll, situation. I'll either be dead or cured by them. That kind of solves the problem. Well, that's this, probably it, why they're doing people it, not, it? Yeah, exactly. People not <laughs> going to the doctor um, for, for ailments, and mm. small ailments, those are the people who then are not picked up many, many months later. I mean, I'm, I'm now... I mean, I'm, the thing that absolutely freaking me out at the moment is, you know, as a middle-aged woman, is you get your mammogram, you're 50, you get your first mammogram, you get one every three years. To I, I've got four friends who have gone through or are going through breast cancer at the moment. I've mm. brought mine forward. Um, you know, um, I was going to be quite casual about it. No, um, it's the, you know, and, and one of them, quite clearly, you know, she her, her mammogram during the first pandemic was cancelled, during the mm. first lockdown, was cancelled as, um, as a result of them closing those services. Um Again, you're not even close to anybody when you have a mammogram, for goodness sake. Um, absolutely bizarre. So um, there, there is a real issue with you think, oh, well, it's just a lot of this is just routine stuff. You know, it's the routine stuff that people are waiting for weeks or even years mm. sometimes. But also it's the routine appointments where you catch the big stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, as I was saying, that people are 
uh, they don't have the same level of trust that they used to have in the system. Yeah. And this is the thing. Junior doctors are asking for a significant pay rise, significant pay, rise. pay rise to keep services going as they currently are. And that's where you kind of sat there going, well, there's not going to be too much public support for that because people aren't particularly, you know, okay no, with the No, people still anyway. love it. I mean, look, the satisfaction, public satisfaction with the NHS has massively plummeted in mm. recent years. And there is this whole left-wing theory that this is a big, cunning plan by, by the, the Tories, Tories to, to sell it off. Yes, basically, <laughs> if, you, if you completely, you underfund the, the NHS so it collapses and then it loses support and then you can sell it off to the mm. Americans and then um, we have big farm insurance. A very long-winded, tenuous way in which a lot of people die to make not very much yeah, money. But the, the, yeah, yes, but yes, the key thing there is no one thinks the American system is a good system, even mm. the Americans. Um, that's genuinely the dumbest system in the world. Um, uh, we are seeing huge amounts of money. I mean, basically half of our government into taxes are... Mm are basically spent on the NHS. Funny way of underfunding it. And yet we still don't get good service. All I know is that my lovely, lovely cleaner, uh, Katerina, who's, who's from Romania, who's lived here for many, many, many years, a couple of decades, she, when she has healthcare needs, still goes home to Romania to get it because there are yeah. no waiting lists. And she thinks it's quite bizarre that we that we should wait, you know, months or even years for appointments. I mean, that tells you, I mean, Romania. Well, I, I have, mean, come on, I have virtually Rus- a third world country. I have Russian and Turkish uh, uh, friends, I have Russian relatives, and they all, all used to go back home. And you'd sort of th- sit there thinking, surely the NHS, you know, the, 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 the envy of the world is better than the system that they have in Russia. Nope. Absolutely not. You'd be seen that day. And you might have to pay a little bit extra uh, for certain things, an excess charge, but... Yeah. That's the system. It works. But this is it. We've got NHS England has said that life-threatening conditions will be treated, but patients should think twice before going to A&E. I mean, I think people think twice. I mean, you, people only go to A&E if you're in an emergency or because you can't get an appointment at a GP surgery and it's something that does need to be dealt with um, Very you know, often. within two weeks. Very often people call up 111. And they're just told, go to A&E. Oh, every time I've called yeah. one one, oh, well, if you're in any doubt, go to A&E. Yes. Well, what was the point of that then? Yes, and, and then you're sat there going, well, am I dying? No. OK, I guess I can wait. Yeah. And, it, and it's just Eight not, hours later. You know, pardon the I pun, mean, the it's wait, not a very healthy system, is no, it? No, the wait in A&E, it's in itself. I mean, you know, you think, oh, it's oh should I go to A&E? It's a Friday night. I mean, I wouldn't. You won't get seen till Sunday. Yeah. But even people calling um, ambulances, I'm always amazed that anyone would call an ambulance now. Go outside and mm. flag down the passing, the nearest passing car mm. and, and, and get a lift because you haven't got a chance really otherwise. Uh, are we just accepting this? I mean, are we are we are we just sort of giving into this? And how much of this is down to lower low pay for say nurses and, and for junior doctors? Now mm. junior doctors are clearly above you know most of the time they are going to be on above average pay. They are mm. of course they are. But they should be. They've got straight AA levels in proper subjects, not media studies. Um, and they've and they've, they've gone through seven years of education. They do really. I mean, the training is really, really hard. Mm. Um, and you're dealing with life and death situations. I'm rather of the view that these people should be paid a decent whack. Thank you very much. Absolutely, and we need to pay them the 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 going rate in order to keep them. Because the problem not is, of course, sending off of them, to New Zealand. Exactly. Yeah. But the problem is, if we just keep our system as it is and we just put more money into it, that's not actually going to improve conditions necessarily. It just yeah. improves their pay. So they'll still be tempted to leave because we're competing with insurance-based systems in other Anglosphere countries. Which function. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's not just about giving people more money. We need to look actually at how the system itself works because they will continue to leave because they'll say, OK, yes, I'm getting this 30... Let's say they got a 35% pay rise. 
there'd still be understaffing, there'd still be all kinds of issues with the online system, which don't get updated. Yeah. That's actually at the root of the, of the I issue. I mean, that's here. the, and again, the same with nurses. I, get, I think a lot of people mm. have more sympathy. But again, so nurses, everyone has this idea that nurses are sort of on a pittance. I mean, they're not. And again, it's, I think it's a hard job. It's not a job I would want to do. Mm. Um, and, and it's not well paid. Um, but again, so much of the issue is its conditions. But again, that's in fact not having enough, enough people to do the job alongside you so that you don't get to do a good job. And I think a lot about those jobs is, is about feeling that you've done something to help people and save lives. And, and, and if you feel that you're constantly sort of battling with the system. Again, I, I think we talk far too much about how much money and what pay and far too little about management because the NHS is awash with cash. Mm. But no one seems to know where it goes. And I don't think you're sacking all the diversity managers and net zero managers going to quite hack it. But there are a hell of a lot of people in the NHS who are earning mm. six-figure salaries and I have really got no idea what most of these people are doing. Mm. Anyway, lots more to talk about. We're going to be asking you about that. I want to know, do you support junior doctors going on strike? Um, it's second, second or third strike now, isn't it? Uh, tell us why. I just want to know whether you support, whether you don't. But tell us crucially why. Uh, do tweet me at Talk TV. Text the word Talk to eight seven treble two. The time right now is six forty four. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.